Just one message today that I'm going to share with you <clears throat> entitled Empowerment. Um, I shared something along this line maybe a year and a half or so ago, and, and uh, I just saw some things. Actually, it was, it was when my, my wife was talking about the blessing in Malachi 3 that God just reminded me of this, and it's just kind of been hanging there in my you know, in, in my mind, in the back of my mind about sharing this. And so kind of had a little break between our last series and then our series that's starting next Sunday. So I'm going to bring this word entitled empowerment. Um, again, you know, all through the Bible, you, you see the word blessing, but you also see the word blessings. You see the word blessing, but there's blessings. And I think the first thing that we think about when we hear the word blessings is many times is money. We think about money when we hear, hear the word blessing with an S, multiple. We, we, we want the blessings of God. And I think that sometimes that's been misrepresented and sometimes people can walk away with this blessings mentality and not really have a blessing mentality. Not understanding the blessing, but having their mind on the blessings. And I think there's a, there's a huge difference, and we have, to, we have to understand it, and we have to balance it. God, God takes pleasure in your prosperity. So don't get me wrong about blessings, about things. God knows, as Scripture in Matthew 6, it said, God knows that you have the need of specific things, and he wants you to have those things. And he takes pleasure in the fact that you prosper. But he takes pleasure in you prospering the way that he wants you to prosper so that your prosperity you can handle. If a person doesn't have the character to handle blessing and prosperity, it, it, it will ruin a person. Actually, it causes a person to become a fool that doesn't have wisdom and understanding to handle the increase of blessings. You hear all kinds of you know, stories of people that have come into lots of money, like through lotteries or things like that, and the majority of people that get money in their hands don't know what to do with it. In a short period of time, it's gone. And, and, they, and they, they spent it and used it on foolish things. And that's what happens, that wealth and riches will make a fool out of a person that doesn't have the integrity and character to handle it. And God knows that. And that's why he says we have to understand the blessing. So today we're going to just talk a little bit about the blessing or the empowerment. Um. And God, his empowerment, his empowerment, think about this as, as I give you these, these several words. His empowerment is for success, for prosperity, and for longevity. His empowerment is for success, for prosperity, and for longevity. His empowerment is. God wants you empowered for a number of different things. In um, Proverbs 10.22, this is a 
popular scripture. We've, at least around here, we've read it many times. But <clears throat> I want you to look at this. I want to read it in, two, in the New King James and then also in the, in the uh, Amplified. Proverbs 10 and verse 22 <clears throat> says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. The Amplified says it like this, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, neither, neither does toiling increase it. So if the blessing of the Lord, if the blessing of the Lord makes rich, then I believe what this scripture is saying, then there's nothing else that you can do to cause the blessing to be anything more than what it already was created to do. In other words, toiling, worrying, being frustrated, trying to, you know, do something else because, you know, it appears that something's not working. All those things in themselves will not create the blessing of the Lord. Now, you can try to acquire blessings because you have needs, and so you need things in your life, but it's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and that causes you to advance and to prosper and to increase, and nothing else will help the blessing of the Lord to get you where you need to be. So if that's the case, then we have to understand how the blessing of the Lord works and how the blessing of the Lord can be something that, okay, I read it in a page here, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, but what does the blessing of the Lord, what does it really mean and how do I activate that in my life? Well, we talked about it just a minute ago concerning the tithe, that the blessing of the Lord, one of the ways that the blessing of the Lord is activated is through the tithe. And, and, and it is activated. It's, it's not, the, the, the tithe doesn't cause the blessing of the Lord to come in this total um, fulfillment in your life to where everything is working and functioning perfectly if I just become a tither. Again, it activates it. It, 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 it's, it's almost like, you know, you've got a car and you've got a key and you put the key in the car and you turn the car on. Now it's running. It's not moving, but it's running. It's, it's activated. Now it has the potential to do something. We know that all the parts in the engine are right. It's got gas and oil in it. It's starting. It's not smoking. It's going to take me to a certain destination. But that doesn't mean when I put that car in drive that I'm going to be at the destination, you know, in the next second, especially if the next destination is Kerrville to San Antonio. It's going to take me, you know, depending on how fast you drive, anywhere from 30 to, uh, <laughs> to an, 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what kind of car you're in and who you are and how fast you like to drive, right? But it's going to still take time. <clears throat> one, <clears throat> one day I was my many trips through the years on I-10 West, my dad lives in, my parents live in San Antonio, and I mean San Antonio, in Las Cruces, New Mexico, just, just near El Paso. So I've made that drive many, many times. And one time I was driving out there and 
<clears throat> I was, you know, you get out there and you can drive a little faster because the speed limit's a little higher. And uh, I was probably going 80, 85 miles an hour out there because the speed limit's 80, I think. And, or eight, maybe it's 85. I can't even remember now. But it's 80, isn't it, right? So I was going probably 80 or 85 miles an hour and, you know, I'm driving along. And in my rearview mirror, <clears throat> I see this little spot, see somebody coming. And probably a minute later, I look and I can tell now that it's a car. And I'm thinking, man, that car's coming. And, and I'm looking again. And when I, about the time I go to my rearview mirror to look and see if that car's coming, that car passed me. Like, and I'm going 85. And he passed me like this. But I could tell what he was because I was moving. I was driving 85, but he was a Porsche Turbo Carrera going about 140. But I could still tell it what he was. But you know, the fact that I was moving, it took him a while to catch up with me. If I'd been parked on the side of the road, he'd have been one place and passed me in a second. But because I was moving, it took him a while to pass me. And when, I, when he passed me, I could still tell what he was. But if I was parked on the side of the road, I couldn't even tell what he was because he was moving so fast. But one of the things, and I give you that picture because I want you to get this as I share these other few verses of Scripture. One of the things that the blessing of the Lord does is, is that it comes on what you're doing and it overtakes you. It comes on what you're doing and it begins to overtake what you're doing. And, and if I'm doing nothing, then it's like that was nothing. But the fact that I was doing 85 when that guy came on me and overtook me, I could tell what it was, and, 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 and it's, it, it coming on me and overtaking me created even more speed, and I kind of see the two of those coming together when God's supernatural gets on what I'm doing already in the natural what, I, what happens is that it becomes supernatural. And that's what the blessing of the Lord produces. It produces something supernatural. We, we, we can continue to live in the natural realm or we can have God's super get on what we do in the natural and create supernatural. But we won't do that if we don't think in line with the blessing. And what the blessing of God really is. If, if, if it's not revealed to us about what this kind of empowerment and, and where it comes from and what it can do to what we're doing, if we don't look at it that way, then we'll always try just to figure things out ourselves. Or people will do nothing because they don't think that God can create anything or establish anything or cause anything to come to pass. Remember, God's not in charge in planet Earth. He gave charge to man. And so if that's the case, then things aren't going to happen in the natural realm supernaturally if the natural people aren't doing what they know to do and then allowing God's blessing to come on them and overtake them. When I'm, when, as a tither... 
If I make $1,000 and I tithe $100, $100 is a very small amount of money compared to the other 900 that's in the, in the 1,000, right? So it looks like that what, what, what can my measly $100 do? Well, it's not about what your $100 does for something else. It's what it activates, because when, it, when I'm faithful to do that, all of a sudden, as a tither, there are things in the supernatural realm that begin to be stirred up and begin to be activated to where in the supernatural they begin to come in the natural when I remain faithful and continue to do what God's told me to do. And, and the two of those go together. The natural and the supernatural were created to mix and go together. But the supernatural wasn't intended to be in charge. The supernatural was intended to come on what was already going on in the natural and make it a supernatural thing. See, because if all I'm ever doing is waiting for God to do something, and I'm doing nothing, waiting on God to do something is, is really kind of a sad thing because God continually waits on us to make the first move. And, and my first move has to be toward him and towards what he thinks about my life and what he wants me to do. And when my first move is toward God, it begins to activate these supernatural releases that really, I mean, we could sit around and talk about all the things that are activated when I'm a tither or when I am obedient, when I do what God tells me to do, things begin to be activated. But what it does is, is it sets the stage for greater things to happen because, you know what? In my Chevy Suburban that I was driving 85 miles an hour, you know, that was great, but I'd rather be in the Porsche Turbo Carrera going 140 miles an hour. And that, that's what God will do. He will elevate you. And I'm, I'm not talking about cars. I'm talking about the speed of the natural versus the supernatural. What, what will happen is he will elevate you. He will elevate you to another level when he knows you can handle that other level. See, that, that's, that's what he knows. That's why the two, the natural and the supernatural work so good together. See, if we just, were, if we were, if we just had our, our focus on the natural realm, the natural realm is limited. But the supernatural, there's no limitations. So what the supernatural does, what the blessing of the Lord does, is it causes a person in the natural to begin to believe that there are no limitations in the natural realm. But, but we're not getting that revelation just from natural thinking. We're getting it from supernatural because of what we're doing in the natural that he's told us to do. Okay. Just follow with me. I'll give you a couple of really good examples here. <clears throat> so... Genesis 1, and verse 24. God's creating the earth, and he comes to man. Um, verse 23 says, so there was evening and morning, there was the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth 
Verse 24, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, then he said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have, what, dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God did what? He blessed them. He empowered them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it, fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, a couple things that are really important. Here God makes man, he creates him, gives him dominion, he blesses him, and tells him to have dominion over the earth, okay? And And then there's one thing he tells them not to do, okay? And they do it. Don't mess with the tree and the fruit on the tree. Don't eat the, don't eat the fruit. Don't do this. And they did that. So what happened? They made a mistake. Anybody in here today in the category of a mistake? Anybody ever made a mistake? One, two, three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So they made a mistake. So... Did that nullify everything that God ever did because they made a mistake? No. No. It changed some things. For a long period of time, it changed some things. But God never took back the dominion nor the blessing that he put on the people, ever. And we see in Scripture, and we won't follow that. I'll just, just take my word for it or go study it for yourself. Through G- for 4,000 years, it was the plan of God for 4,000 years, to redeem man back to himself. So that the connection that Adam and Eve had with God, man could have once again, so that God could get back to the dominion and the blessing business. He had never taken it away. And then when Jesus Christ fulfilled what he fulfilled, then man was reconnected to God. And, God, and mankind was back in the dominion business because what the enemy stole. See, the enemy stole that dominion and that blessing from mankind. But God never took it back. And what Jesus did is he robbed and took from Satan what he had robbed and stolen from mankind and gave it back to man. See? And, and here's God all along just kind of waiting around. 4,000 years, God was in a waiting mode. Oh, yeah, we saw this happened and that happened and this happened and that happened. But all of heaven was focused on man being redeemed for 4,000 years on the earth. That's all that was going on here is all of humanity, all of the earth, all of heaven was focused on seeing us get the dominion and the blessing that God created us to have so that we can make a difference in planet earth. Because God is not here making a difference. God, God is here to make a difference through the, the, the mankind creature that was created in his likeness that he created us to make a difference for. I mean, 
If God was in charge of planet Earth, you think that this thing would have gone on like it's gone on for 6,000 years? Over 6,000 years, the death and the dying and the destruction, and, and that's not God. You don't see any of that in heaven. You don't see traces of any of that in heaven. And, and, and the only thing that you see on planet Earth was that calm and that tranquility and no evil or anything else was in that short period of time from the time God created man spiritually he created their physical bodies, chapter 2, and we see in chapter 3 that they give it up. That's the only time that there's been any calm on planet Earth. But that calm that was on planet Earth in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve is the calm and the peace and the prosperity and the health and healing and everything else that you see in heaven. Because Earth is a replica of heaven. That's what it was created to be. We were created to live like that on planet Earth. And now, you and I have to learn how to break through. And the mistake that Adam and Eve made, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't actually first end with Jesus Christ. It ended after about 2,000 years with the floods of the earth. And I want you to notice this passage of Scripture. After everything's gone, everything's annihilated, the ark comes and settles and rests, and Noah and his family come out of the ark and the animals and everything else in chapter 9 of Genesis and verse 1 and 2. Look what it says. See if this sounds familiar. If I can get to chapter 9. Verse 1. So God blessed Noah and his sons. So God blessed and empowered Noah and his sons. And he said to them, now remember, what are they looking at coming out of the ark? Nothing. Hmm? Total tsunami. Nothing. Hmm? There's no Ritz Carlton over here. There's no mall. There's no, you know, there's, no, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing to work with. He's got a bunch of animals and the things that God told him to put on the ark, and that's all he's got. He's got nothing. And, the, and, and so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And he saw nothing, and he said something, and it was. And he did that for seven days, for six days. He said, and he said, and he said, and he said, and it was. And now here's, here's Noah and his sons with nothing. And he said what? I'm empowering you to prosper from nothing. Be fruitful, multiply, and do what? Fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the air and on all that moves on the earth and on all the fish of the sea, they are given into your hand. Notice he didn't say mankind because there wasn't anybody. Huh? The fear of the earth, everything that moves on the earth is going to fear you because of my blessing. Because of the empowerment that I am putting on your life. See, Noah and his wife and his children and their wives and children and 
all those who were on the ark, they, they weren't there 2,000 years earlier when God said this over Adam and eventually over Eve. He wasn't there in that, in, in, they weren't there in that time. And so everything's annihilated, all of mankind up to that point, about 2,000 years, and they're gone. And now God, God reiterates what he had already said to man so that man didn't forget it. Through Jesus Christ, what Jesus did, what God did through Jesus was to remind mankind now that blessing and empowerment is not only on you like it was on Noah after the flood, but now that blessing and empowerment is in you. See, we have... No, no matter what you face today, no matter how what you look at seems to be nothing, maybe you don't know what the future holds, maybe you're confused about the future, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you today that the blessing and the empowerment of God is here, it's, it's, it's available, it's not something that's new, it's been here for over 6,000 years since he released Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden to, to have dominion. And to be blessed and empowered in everything that they did, I'm telling you today, that same blessing is here for you and I. Amen? It's here for you and I. And you are created to know what to do with it. Not just to, not just to exist, not just to try to get by and try to figure it out. You were created to be empowered and to do with it what God created you to do with it. <clears throat> now, Follow with me as I, as I end with these last couple of verses here. <clears throat> um, Deuteronomy 30. <clears throat> <clears throat> And verse 19. Actually, gra grab that verse and grab, if, you, if you've got a Bible, if you're looking through it, we're just going to read these back and forth. <clears throat> Proverbs 18 and verse 21. <clears throat> verse 19 of Deuteronomy 30. I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing, not blessings, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life and blessing that both you and your descendants may live. See, life and blessing never left. God is life. He released the blessing the empowerment to advance and to prosper, and it never left planet Earth. It's never left planet Earth. The blessing is factored into everything that goes on in planet Earth. But the blessing was not intended for animals or just for plants or just for other things out there. The blessing was intended for man. You understand? I mean, yeah, the plants are blessed and the animals are blessed and all of that because of creation. But that blessing is enforced when mankind embraces it. And we have to choose. He said, he said, blessing and cursing 
is out there. In other words, the opposite of the blessing. If to be blessed is to be empowered, then to be cursed is to not be empowered, right? Not to, be in, to not be endued with the ability to accomplish what God has put in your heart. Did you hear me? So if they're both out there and the command is to choose the life and the blessing, then we have to actively be choosing it every day. Watch this. Verse 18, 21 of Proverbs, or chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit of it, either death or life. Deuteronomy 30 said that the death and life are out there. In other words, death and life or destruction or, cur- or blessing or cursing. Death and destruction and the curse or the blessing and life that only comes from God. And he said here in Proverbs 18.21, and this goes back to the authority that God has given mankind in the earth. Death and life, blessing or cursing, is in the power of your tongue, or in other words, what you say. So when I choose every day to speak things that line up with the blessing, I'm choosing that life. And I'm choosing that in such a way that it creates either death or life on a day-to-day basis in my life. Whether I advance, whether I'm empowered to prosper, whether I have ideas of advancing or I have ideas and thoughts of retreating are based on what I say. Death and life are not in the power of the devil over your life. Death and life are not in the power necessarily of God over your life because God gave it to your tongue. See, if God said that death and life are in the power of your tongue for your life, then death and life, blessing and cursing, are in the power of your tongue for your life because he said that. So the blessing and the empowerment are not going to just overtake us. If we're standing on the side of the road, nothing, we're not going to see anything or notice anything. But when you're moving and you're doing something and he comes on you and overtakes you, it's amazing how that your natural life can become a supernatural life because of the blessing. But my responsibility is in what I say. And there's no way to get around it. I've tried, and it doesn't work. You can take a break from what you say. Eh, you know, I'm just tired of that. I'm just tired of this. And get back into those things and saying things that, that are producing no life, and no life will happen in your life. Not, not today, not necessarily next week, but eventually it will come because the same way that that turbo career took a while to overtake me, the things that we say out of our mouth in a negative way, it takes a while for them to come on, you know, but they will. But the same way, if you choose life, it, maybe you won't see it today or tomorrow or next week, but sooner or later, it'll come on you and overtake you. Don't forget that picture of, that, of, of my car and that turbo Carrera. It didn't come on me immediately, but it came on me and it overtook what I did. Amen? <clears throat> and God wants you and I living constantly being overtaken in the natural with the supernatural. Amen? 
And I tell you, when we live being overtaken in the natural by the supernatural, it's a win-win situation. Because some days it'll appear like and feel like that nothing is happening. Seems like, you know, I'm not getting to where my destination or where I, I need to be. But you stay committed to choosing life and the blessing by the things that you say, and you'll see that come on you and overtake you, or, or God's a liar, and we know that's impossible for God to lie. Amen? It's impossible for him to lie. <clears throat> so, I want to speak this over you today, and I'm going to end with this. <clears throat> Um, in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, starting with verse 22. <clears throat> and I want you to, they should have that on the screen in a minute, and I want you to follow with me on this. <clears throat> verse 22 of... <clears throat> My, my Bible entitles this as the priestly blessing. You and I have been called as kings and priests in the earth. Amen? Amen? And he said, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them this way. Verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Now, I want to I leave you with this picture of what Moses was doing when he was speaking this over Aaron and over his sons. <clears throat> as, he, as he was speaking and declaring what God gave him for Aaron and his sons, today I'm saying this over you and over your lives, over each person that's here today. And there's something that happened and that happens when you speak words that God tells you to speak. See, life and death are in the power of my tongue for my life. And there's something that happens when I speak words of God over situations. And he just said what it was right here. But I'm going I'm to speak this again over each one of you. I declare today that the Lord bless you, in other words, empower you, I declare that the Lord has empowered you to advance and to prosper. And he's keeping you. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He shelters you under his, in his secret place. You're kept in a safe place. I declare that over you today. The Lord makes his face shine upon you. All of heaven is lit by the face of Jesus, the radiance of the face and the empowerment of God. And I declare today that the Lord make his face, his light, his empowerment 
to shine upon you. And he is gracious to you. Great grace, divine influence, divine empowerment that grace is. His unmerited favor, that great gracious grace of God be upon your life today in the name of Jesus. And that he give you peace. When you go through the names of God, one, one of the names of God is peace. The peace of God that passes all of your understanding today, that it would stand guard over your heart and your mind in all that you do. That great peace be upon you. So what I'm doing today, according to verse 27, as you read it right here, so they shall put my name upon them. So right now, what I've done in speaking over you is put the name of Jesus upon your life and on the children of Israel. And notice what he said. He will follow through with the blessing. You see that? How many receive that right now in the name of Jesus? Come on, just close your eyes for a moment. Put your hands out like you're receiving something and just, just verbalize that. Lord, I receive it now in Jesus' name. I receive the blessing. I receive the grace. I receive the peace. I receive the empowerment in the name of Jesus. Woo. That secret place, you're hid in that secret place today. You're, you're hid and, and, and protected in that secret place. No evil or harm shall come against you in the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease has no place on your body because of the blessing and the empowerment of the Lord. And with the name of Jesus upon you and God carrying out that blessing, there are no limitations to your life. Father, today we rejoice and we give you great praise and exaltation today. That there are no limitations in our life because of our connection with you. There are no limitations. No limitations. No limitations. Father, I thank you for the ideas for the blessing, the empowerment that you're, that you're releasing on your people even today, even today. And you said, I will do it. I will follow through in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. You know, the word of God is a sure word. God can follow through in your life if what you say is what he wants you to say. If you put the word out there and you develop a belief system over the things that you're saying, he will bring it to pass. That's what he just said. He will bring it to pass. Go and study that little passage right there. Go and study those verses that I shared with you and, and, and look at it. And remember that dominion power and authority he gave to you he never took it back and that's all he expects out of us is just to walk in what we know amen what an amazing God what an amazing God today in the name of Jesus <clears throat>